I am John, Whoopi impersonator and a labyrinth warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! And welcome to an exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show. We went over to the Mad Monster Shadow over Seattle convention. And, uh, you know, I think I should just let you go right in. Let's talk to Joe Moe. He's the one who puts this thing on, and he can best describe what it is. I'm here with Joe Moe, the guy who puts on the Mad Monster Show all over the country. Yep. Joe, tell us a little bit about it. Well, Mad Monster is a new brand. Well, we're four years old now, but we make a magazine called Mad Monster Magazine, and we do Mad Monster Parties, which are classic horror and modern horror hybrids. Sort of retro, sort of now, with all of your favorite horror stars, all of your favorite horror vendors, lots of filmmakers, lots of writers, all the creative sorts that this kind of stuff sends out of the woodworks. So we're here today in uh, Seattle doing Mad Monster Shadows Over Seattle. It's pretty cool. It's a great show. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of people here. A whole ton of guys from the movies, musicians, uh, lots of vendors. I Some really cool toys, masks, shirts, everything. There are things that you can't get anywhere else but here. People all gear their product to whatever stars we have appearing and whatever movies are happening, you know, at the moment. And basically it's a place where all of the misfits can get together. All the misfit toys can come together, meet like-minded people, pick up some tips on filmmaking, shake hands with their favorite stars, and just walk among the monsters. It's pretty cool. And, and Jill, since this is a geek show, mm-hmm. I always like to ask, what do you geek out about? What do you really love? Oh, what I love is classic horror. Anything anything pre-50s with all the greats, Bela Lugosi, Boris Karloff, Peter Lorre, Vincent Price, all those classics. And if you come to a Mad Monster show, you'll meet the oldest you know, remaining classics. We have Angus Scrim from Phantasm, the tall man. Yeah, he's cool. And, I mean, who's left besides Angus and uh, Christopher Lee? who's in London and doesn't make it out here very very often. So it's a big part of our horror legacy and history. It's a great for the young, uh, new generation to get together with the old-timers and exchange stories, and it's a way to keep our destiny as horror fans and monster lovers going forward. Yeah, you mentioned Vincent Price. I, I had the pleasure of meeting him about 20 years ago when I was, when I was a lot younger, and uh, he gave me a vampire steak. I thought that was the greatest oh, steak. Wow. I still have it. <laughs> well, he, he gave you a vampire steak. He was a gourmet cook. He cooked many steaks for people so like you're in good company <laughs> that's good pun thanks well you know forrest j ackerman's spirit lives here this show we have famous monsters of Filmland, the oldest and best granddaddy of monster magazines sponsoring uh, the costume contest and um the forey ackerman tribute so um we're in good company Great. Thanks a lot. You know, I really appreciate you coming on and letting us know. I'm so glad you were here. I hope you bring all your folks down and uh, have a big party with us. Yeah, and uh, it's all at madmonster.com? Madmonster.com. And if you live in Chicago, if you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, if you live in Phoenix, uh, if you live in uh, Seattle, New Orleans sometimes, or if you don't live in those places and you want to visit them, come and spend some time with us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Encourage you to check out the next one whenever they come back around to Seattle. It's pretty cool. It's actually a really good show. It's it's kind of small. 
I thought it was just a tad bit expensive. It was $30 to get in for one day. And with the number of guests and booths that they had, I thought that was just a tiny bit pricey. But the guests were amazing. I, I had a great time talking to a lot of the movie actors, the fil- you know, film stars, and just people in general that were there and putting on the show. There were a few people there who had booths that weren't ready to talk on the show. You know, either they were just a little uncomfortable or had other things going on. But I still want to point out a couple things that I found that were pretty cool, the people that I didn't get to talk to. There's one that was PDTV. It's a Pacific Northwest television. Uh, Patrick and David Madrigal are the producers. And uh, I'm sure that you can see a lot on their website. It's www.p-d-t-v.com. And I bet they'll have a few highlights from the Mad Monster Shadow Over Seattle show. So if you're into horror, you should run on over to their website, check that out. I bet they'll have some cool videos up there. We also found a new podcast while we were at the show. It's called Without Your Head. <laughs> it's Neil Lee Jones and Annabelle Lecter, and they do a pretty cool podcast about horror and various other creepy things in the Seattle area. You should check them out. I'm sure they'll have some really good interviews on there. They, it looked like they were sitting down for you know, a good half hour, 40 minutes with each person. So I'm sure they'll have some really cool long interviews over there. We also saw Janelle R. Lind with her wearable art and photography. She does something called Remote Luxury. You can find her at www.remoteluxury.etsy.com. She's got a store there. She has a lot of jewelry I thought was pretty cool. It was a lot of resin, handmade things. She sculpts them and then makes molds and can make, you know, multiple copies of various designs that she's done. A lot of them had skulls or various, like, alien-looking things or sort of like octopi kind of octopus things, you know. It's just really, really cool artwork. I really enjoyed looking at the jewelry. Full Moon was there. We were, it was pretty cool to see them. I remember seeing a lot of their movies when I was a kid. They're doing a lot of streaming now, so you can check them out at fullmoonstreaming.com. If there's anything that you remember growing up, any cool movies like Doll Man or... Man, what was the... There was one with Liam Neeson, right? Wasn't it? <laughs> but, uh, they got a lot of really cool stuff going on there. You should check them out. I found an artist who does some really great artwork. You know, he's got stuff from Friday the 13th, stuff from They Live, a whole bunch of different, you know, geek and horror artwork-related posters and things. His website is London1888, and you can just find that at London1888.com. And he's on Instagram at London1888. And then I want to highlight something weird. It's Lisa Petrucci's project that she's got going on. It was actually from her late husband. He, uh, he was on a mission to bring back all these... Old classic horror films, somethingweird.com. Bring back and save all these old horror movies that were otherwise just going to get lost to time. You know, and he he got the films, put them on DVD. They're now starting to do some streaming, you know, and he's saving precious material that otherwise would have been lost. And Lisa also has a bunch of art, as she does. She has these cute little, cute little animated style sort of girls in uh like there was bat girl like with a vampire thing and, and you know it was kind of like mixing the horror and geek comic genre together and she had some really nice prints a great book that was put out by dark horse comics and uh and she's also got a lot of nice little dolls bobbleheads that you know her her own characters have been dark horse helped her out and had her and got some of those made into bobbleheads and little dolls and things and they, they look really cool i encourage you to go check those out she says it's all pretty chillarious. Chillarious, get it? Somethingweird.com. And now on to the interviews. I was able to talk to a whole lot of people there. Good seven or eight people anyway. <laughs> it 
was really cool. I had a great time getting to meet these guys, and as well as a few of the vendors that were there. Let's start out by, ah, let's go right into the musicians, all right? First up, I got Wednesday 13. You might know him from the band Murder Doll. He went on his own, did a solo thing now. It's pretty cool. I look forward to checking out his music. He gave me a CD to try out. I have to say, I haven't really listened to his music, but it was an enjoyable time meeting him. I think we got along great. He's really big into toys. <laughs> and I look forward to uh, checking out his CD. He gave me one of those. Pretty cool. So, yeah, here's Wednesday 13. So I'm here with Wednesday 13. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So tell us a little bit about... I, I'm digging this uh, Tunes from the Crypt cover here. I, it's like a total throwback to the old Tales of the Crypt comics and various other things. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your music and what you do? Um, I've been doing this for a long time now. Um, I've been doing my solo stuff since 2003. Uh, prior to that, I was in a band called Murder Dolls, uh, which has basically got my whole... Oh, yeah, yeah, got, Dolls, yeah, so yeah. that basically was got my name out there. And uh, I did that uh, in 2002. Basically, my, it was my first time doing a big band and going on tour, and I quit my day job <laughs> back then, and I've been doing this ever since. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've just been a big fan of, of horror films and... Uh, Alice Cooper and Kiss, and you know, I always wanted to see a band that totally focused on horror movies and and funny tongue in cheek sort of things like that. And no band was really doing that. Like some bands would do like a little bit, but not like constantly. And I went, I need to be the band that does it 24/7. I'm Halloween 24/7, and uh, I've been doing it, and it's been working out for me so so far. So uh, I'm still trying. <laughs> That's cool. And, you know, since I'm a geek show, I always like to ask people, what do you geek out about? What do you really love? What are you into? I am a toy nerd. Um, I mean, I grew up in, you know, early 80s and watching G.I. Joe. And uh, I balanced a diet between Dracula and G.I. Joe very well somehow. And uh, and then when I saw Alice Cooper, it pretty much just took me into a total new, like, level. And uh, But, yeah, so, like, I was telling everybody here, like, I basically do these conventions because afterwards I meet all these cool different people and then... At the end of the convention, I go out and buy all the toys that I that I want, and I go home and with nothing but toys from this thing because I'm just a big, I'm just a big fan of it, and uh, it, it keeps me young. It keeps my brain young, you know, because that stuff's always been a part of my life. And uh, and now the way horror is just, you know, these conventions, like uh, every time I look around, I'm like, I can't believe they made that. I can't believe there's, you know, if you would have told me when I was a kid I would ever have a Leatherface action figure, I was like, you're insane. Now I, now I have like 35 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those that uh, McFarlane Toys been making some of those, right? And they've been incredible. The sculpts on those They're things, insane. I, and I bought every version, the small version, big version, eighteen inch version. Like I'm just a geek about it. So that's cool. Hey, man, thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I also talked to Doyle from the Misfits. Oh, this was a difficult interview. <laughs> uh, it's clear that Doyle and I come from two completely different worlds. <laughs> but anyway, here's what he had to say. I still had to make it work, you know? The show must go on. We're at the Mad Monster Shadow Over Seattle show, and with Doyle. Doyle, what do you geek out about? Um, food. Food. <laughs> what kinds of food do you really like? All kinds. Good oh, that's great. Doyle, if you were on an alien planet and you had one thing you could do, what would you do? I am Meow. on an alien planet, and I'm doing it. So keep making music, right? Yep. All right, speaking of food earlier, I'm a big breakfast cereal fan. I grew up watching cartoons, reading comics, and I always had cereal with it. One of my favorite cereals has always been like Booberry, Frankenberry, things like that. Is there something that you really enjoy? Is there a good cereal that you love? I ate all of those as a child. That's all I ate. You know, speaking of comics, I've been big into comics and toys, and 
and cartoons and things since I was a kid, growing up in the 80s and all that. Is there any comics or anything that you read when you were growing up, or do you still read, or do you do any of that? I don't read anything. <laughs> Nothing at all? No. Don't even read books? Just the phone. All right, man. Thanks a lot. All right. All right. And one other musician was there, but he's under contract right now. He wasn't able to speak on another radio show. He's currently doing one himself. And he's under contract obligation not to talk on other radio or podcast shows. But I wanted to highlight him anyways. Marky Ramone of the Ramones. <laughs> Lately, this is pretty cool. He gave me a bottle, a jar, sorry. He gave me a jar of his own marinara sauce. Spaghetti sauce. The guy's turned into a gourmet cook. So you can, he, I thought it was just pretty cool. Gave me a jar of. Spaghetti sauce, signed it, put a little smiley face on it for me. <laughs> Fantastic guy. He was great. Great pleasure to talk to him and sit down, even though I couldn't get anything recorded for you guys. But he was a wonderful man to sit down and talk to. Had a great time talking to him. We took a picture together. It was pretty cool. Um, and I encourage you to check out his sauce. And I'll let you know after I try it how it is. <laughs> now let me take you over to some of the vendors that we got to talk to. So at the Tacoma Blue Mouse Theater, they do the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So I'm here with the guys for the Tacoma Blue Mouse Theater. Tell me a little bit about it. Uh, we at the Tacoma Blue Mouse perform the Rocky Horror Picture Show twice a month on the second and fourth Saturday. Uh, Bob? Uh, we've been out there for us. Uh, a little, little, over, uh, little over 12 years, um, I think is about now deep. And the, um, yeah, we, we bring out the full Rocky Horror experience of the, the movie plus the shadow cast. It's us performing in front. Um, then we interact with the audience. The audience interacts with us. Everyone's yelling. Everyone's screaming. It's the most fun you can have in a movie theater. It's complete interactivity that you can't have at another show. It's something everyone needs to do at least once in their life. I agree. I used to watch it when I was in upstate New York. And they used to do the rice and all the throwing the bread. Do you guys do all that? Uh, we do everything but the uh, water guns. Okay. Um, and then meat, but no one wants to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're we're doing second four Saturdays every month, as Allison said. Um, it's only five bucks to get in, so it's no better way to spend five dollars than Saturday night. You know, um, we start we open our doors at eleven o'clock. We start the pre-show at eleven thirty, and the movie itself will start promptly at midnight. But you want to come there for the for the rules and for the Virgin game and bring all your all your friends you've never seen before and get up on stage and have a good time with us. And you encourage everyone to get up and do the dance. Oh yeah, we um, yeah do time warp, dancer and hop patootie, and even uh, before the show we have a dance mix that we want people to get on stage and dance with us. Then, cool, sounds like a great time. And I, I, I agree with them. It is something that everyone should do at least once in their life. And you can uh, yeah, you can find us on Facebook and search the Blue Musketeers. You know, just like just like the Musketeers of Disney, but blue. And we're at the Blue Mouse Theater on Proctor, twenty six eleven Proctor Avenue. Uh, and then you can find us everywhere. And we're all around the sound this, this year. Like we're, Our big show is uh, October 25th. is our big Halloween show. But you can find us all over Pacific, uh, Seattle, Tacoma in the next couple months. Do people uh, have a tendency to dress up for the Halloween event? Oh, yeah, definitely. We have a costume contest as uh, free tickets to Crypticon as a, as a prize, um, which would be a big horror convention coming out next, uh, next uh, Memorial Day. And, uh, yeah, we have prizes, uh, great time. Yeah, everyone, it's, it's our big show, so we expect everyone to be out there for that. Cool. Thanks a lot for your time, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And now let me tell you a little bit about Don Thacker. He has a thing called motivational growth. You know, somehow he got Jeremy Combs to be in it. <laughs> it looks like a pretty good, interesting film. 
Hi, I'm Don Thacker, and I'm here representing Motivational Growth. It's a feature film uh, starring Jeffrey Combs and Adrian DiGiovanni. It's about a dude who tries to commit suicide, fails, and wakes up to find himself trapped in his bathroom with a large chunk of talking fungus who, uh, who tries to get his life back together. He might actually have untoward motives, however, like eating the girl next door. You can check it out online at MotivationalGrowth.com, or uh, it comes out on VOD and Netflix and Amazon and iTunes and all that cool stuff. Just check it out, Motivational Growth. Cool. Hey, thanks a lot. And you know what? Actually, I'm a geek show. What do you geek out about? What do you really, really love? I'm, I'm a huge nerd. I know the carrying capacity of a Constitution-class Starfleet vessel, for instance. Uh, I, I'm a, I like RoboCop's Auto 9. I think that's pretty cool. I know that the uh, Predator's race is called the Hish, also known as the Yauta. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big nerd, man. That's awesome. You, you do more than I do about all that stuff. Boosh. <laughs> this is great. Cool. Thanks. Oh, where can the, and you already said where you could find it all, right? Yeah, you can also, uh, if you go to Parade Deck Films, that's P-A-R-A-D-E Deck Films, uh, dot com, you can find the DVD and Blu-ray. You can also get it on Amazon and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's out in Canada right now. Uh, it's out on VOD right now as well. So your Netflix and your DVD, or I'm sorry, your, not your DVD, your VODs, all, all the other VOD distributors, iTunes and all that. Um, you can get the soundtrack on iTunes. You can also listen to it on Spotify, which is really cool because the uh, soundtrack is made out of a Nintendo Entertainment System and a, uh, a Commodore 64. So you can oh, check cool. that out on Spotify. Look up Motivational Growth. Um, also, uh, it's coming out on DVD, Blu-ray in the United States on October 8th. So look for it at your local whatever. I know that family video, we did a deal with family video. They got it. Uh, you'll get it at Redbox at some point. You'll find it in stores or whatever. Cool. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you, dude. And I met a really cool guy from England. Well, he's from England and the United States now. His wife's in the U.S. He's in England, you know. So you guys have got two homes. E.A. Shannon. He has a book out called The Flesh of the Blood. Seems like a really cool, interesting idea. I'll let him tell you about it. E.A. Shannon. This is a pretty cool book, Flesh of the Blood. Tell us a little bit about it. Think of a world where you have elves, orcs, and goblins fighting good and evil with a combination of Resident Evil. So you've got technology and zombies, and they're trying to... Uh, the good guys are on adventure to save the princess from the bad guys. <laughs> but it's the first... This book is the first of five novels, and I wrote them as a loaf of bread. And then I sliced them up into five sections. So about every July of each year, for the next five years, uh, the next book will come out. That's pretty cool. Thank you. And we actually made a short uh, promo film, kind of like a film you would see when you go to the cinema and you see a promo for a new film that's coming out. Uh, we made this film uh, that kind of gives you an idea what the book and the whole story is about. And we actually filmed it live. And if you go onto the website, E.A. Channon, C-H-A-N-N-O-N, you can actually get a link to the film and get a, a checks. That's pretty cool. It's, it's neat. I, I don't know too many people who've done a little film to lead up to a book. That's kind of cool. It's one of those things, being a writer, you kind of, you know, your mind is going crazy in 600,000 different ways, you know. And if I had the money, I could build a ship to do, you know, <laughs> and all that. So, yeah, it, it, all these things that if you're able to do it, why not try it? Yeah, yeah. And have fun with it, you know. Exactly. And uh, since I'm a geek show, I always like to find out what you geek out about. What do you really love? Uh, truthfully, I geek out over 70s and 80s horror and uh, sci-fi movie stars and such. If I see one of them, I kind of, you know... <laughs> <laughs> That, that's me. I just recently was at a, a convention in, uh, back in England. Uh, I totally geeked out when I saw a couple of the movie stars from the mid-70s. And I'm like, oh, okay. I know you don't, you're totally retired, but I'm sorry. I'm a little kid now. 
yeah. It's always great fun just to meet the people that you kind of grew up with, you know, watching on TV or on the movies. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was one of the things that you never thought you would be able to meet. You're growing up at that age, you literally thought that the television is a different world. And when you actually meet the people, you're like, you're a god. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, you know, thanks a lot for coming on. Oh, no worries. Thank you. Cheers. Ran across some really cool puppets. Reminded me of the old McDonald's ones we used to have and the little Remco guys with the plastic heads on the cloth bodies. And he also does some pretty cool uh, ornaments. Christmas ornaments, if you want to call them that. <laughs> They're kind of creepy, but cool. His thing is called uh, Skull Clown. Listen to this. I do uh, wax sculptures that I make a silicone re uh, rubber mold, and I do a two-part urethane resin cast. And uh, we make hollow puppets with fabric-printed bodies that uh, emulate the old 60s Remco ones. I do a lot of stuff for car shows. I do band merch. I do um, event stuff. I do all the. I've done the Jake the Alligator Man um, car show premiums for his birthday party every year for the last five years, and uh, yeah. So and I sometimes sell at shows too around in Seattle or um, actually all over. The Mad Monster Party is probably in Phoenix in May. So oh, cool, cool. Yeah, I just found out about this show. I didn't know that the, the Mad Monster Party. They have, uh, they've got a, I've sold at the Charlotte, North Carolina show twice, and it was actually super successful, really fun show, too. Um, and he does one in Chicago. He does, he had a New Orleans show. He does uh, Phoenix. So they're all over the country, and he's kind of growing, expanding the empire, you know. That's cool, yeah. I, I just found out about it just a couple days ago, so. Well, people always have fun. I mean, they're always a, a great time. Like, they're sometimes, um, you know, the, he always packs it with awesome celebrities. He gets cool guests. He gets music guests and you know horror movie. I mean you you know you're walking yeah, around yeah, in here yeah. I mean it's it's crazy so and then you know I, since a geek show I always like to ask what is it that you geek out about what do you really love uh, Universal Monsters I have a Frankenstein collection at home that uh, spans a couple of glass display cases and I've got all the old Remco and Lincoln and AHI Frankensteins and uh, all that stuff so I love it yeah Frankenstein for sure that's cool cool what do you think about like you know, Legendary has all that stuff now right and so do, and then they got Godzilla and King Kong and all that do you think that, what do you think about them mixing all that stuff together? No, I'm fine. Kaiju's cool, too. I'm into it all. So, yeah, it's good. Just the more the merrier, man. Gives me more options in the toy store, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Hey, thanks a lot for your time. It's been really good. Thank you, man. Thanks. Awesome. Now we're going to run over and talk to Monster Matt with Trick or Treat Studios and Rock Rebel. I'm checking out some really awesome masks, some cool bags, nice hats, various jewelry, T-shirts. We're at the Mad Monster Horror Show, and I'm here with... Monster Matt from Trick or Treat Studios and Rock Rebel Clothing and Accessories. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys do? I mean, I know you got all these masks, cool shirts, all this stuff. Yeah, with Rock Rebel, we are actually a, uh, like I said, clothing and accessory company. We're all monster kids, uh, and uh, we design uh, clothing and accessories, handbags, wallets, T-shirts, all officially licensed stuff that's licensed through Universal Studios. We've had the Universal Monsters license for about uh, going on eight years now, and we have a ton of stuff that falls under the Universal window now that we do. We have the Jaws license, the Monsters, Young Frankenstein, uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Edward Scissorhands, uh, a bunch of different rad licenses. And then with Trick or Treat Studios, we do the same, but it's basically a mask and a costume company. And we have a bunch of rad licenses like Halloween, Mad Monster Party, um, 
they live. Uh, we have a license with the Lugosi family, with the Cheney family. Um, so, yeah, we make masks uh, and uh, costume uh, uh, supplies with Trick or Treat Studios and clothing and accessories with Rock Rebel, all officially licensed stuff. It's very cool. I, I'm digging the, uh, the they live. That alien mask, man, is awesome. Yeah, it's really good. You know, it's really cool because with uh, Trick or Treat, it's not like there's one guy designing our masks or making them. Uh, we, we, we deal with a list of probably over like 20 or 30 of like the best mask makers out there that we really kind of zero in on labor of love style. Like we'll get a license like they live and zero in on our, our best mask maker that loves they live. And the attention to detail you could see comes through from, you know, it being a labor of love. I mean, the guy's a diehard, you know, they live fan and we choose those artists and those mask makers to do our masks like the season of the witch series and stuff and the attention to detail like the power chip on here boom you know what i mean that actually oh, yeah. comes with the silver shamrock power chip so yeah please check us out trickortreatstudios.com or rockrebelshop.com cool you got any twitter or facebook any of that um yeah you could look us up i'm not sure exactly how to dial us in but if there's you know like a search thing on instagram or whatever you'll find trick or treat plenty of uh, pictures and uh as well as rock rebel Cool. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. And one of the guys there, the announcer, the host, the one who was basically telling us, taking us all through the mad monster shadow over Seattle show, was an alien. I never expected to meet an alien here. I thought my first alien would, you know, show up on TV or something, tell him to the president. But no, the first alien decided to come to Seattle and go to a mad monster show. His name is the interloper, alien warrior comedian. Check this out. I'm the alien warrior comedian. Okay, alien warrior comedian. And tell us a little bit about what you do. What, what's your uh, stint there? Well, I'm a professional stand-up comedian. If you could see me, you could see that I'm wearing armor. I'm a seven-foot-tall alien. I'm fully armed with a uh, dispersal pistol. Uh, this particular one I'm going to give away at the con later today. I'm the host and MC for the uh, monster party up here in Seattle today. And, humans, come see me in November. November 11th, I am competing in the uh, Seattle International Comedy Competition. And I need support. Where is that going to be shown at? Well, the first night, which is industry night, all the Hollywood agents will be there. That's going to be at the Comedy Underground here in Seattle. Cool, cool. I'll have to check it out. And the second night will be the 12th? Uh, the second night will be, yes, I'll be at the 12th. Now, there's one night where they have me going out to, uh, oh, what's it called, Spokane. But most of the week I'll be here. You can check my website, aliencomedian.com, to get the full schedule. Come see me some night. Support the geek culture, because I am the geek's comedian. You totally look the part. <laughs> of course I do. It's an incredible suit that you got here. And the makeup, the everything, it's amazing. Actually, you know... It isn't really makeup, is it? It's my uh, genetic makeup. Yeah, yeah. What what planet are you actually from? Do you mind? Satiri 4. Awesome. I don't think I've ever been there before, but maybe sometime I'll, I'll get a chance to get over to that planet. We don't allow white boys. You just stay here in Seattle. <laughs> Drink and sip your coffee. you got to be special to get to the home world. I see, I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could try. Do you have a spaceship? Uh, it's, it's on the fritz right now. I, I need to, I, you know, the last time I brought it in, the guy was telling me it was a $1,200 repair. I don't have that right now. I, I imagine it's sitting on the shelf next to your bed, you know, it's about five inches high. You glued <laughs> it together when you were seven. Yeah, well, I think I was eight, but yeah. All right, eight, <laughs> what have you. Cool, I'm, you know, it's really glad that I got to talk to you. Thanks a lot. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And humans, we hope to see you there. You can see my videos again all over the internet, but uh, look for me at aliencomedian.com. Come see me at the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Thank you. And there were a ton of guys from the movies, the films. It was really nice to meet all these actors and see this many people in one place that we uh, grew up with watching on the big screen. I met Angus Scrim. You might know him from Phantasm. He was also in the movie recently, the uh, John Dies at the End. It wasn't me. I didn't die. It was a different John. So I, I enjoyed talking to him for a while. We, we spoke about books and various other things. He's an amazing man. Great person. I really appreciate getting to know him and meeting him for a little while and talking. So I'm, a, I'm here with Angus Scrim. You might know him as the tall man from Phantasm. And, sir, what do you geek out of? What do you really like? What are you really into? Whoa, good Lord, life. <laughs> Other people. I've been meeting so many terrific people here at the Mad Monster Convention in, in Seattle. Uh, I like books. I've always adored books since I was a, a child. And I think I learned to read before I was five because my two sisters, much older sisters, were both teachers. And I got a head start that taught me how to read. Uh, I love recorded music and worked in that industry for about 30 years writing the notes uh, on the back of record album jackets and the compact discs. And movies, I've always, they've been such a part of my life, going to them. As a child during the Depression, when I, money was scarce, we always managed to find a dime, which was all it cost to go to a movie. <laughs> and saw all those great stars of that era who were like gods to us. Gable and Garbo and Colbert and Dietrich and Shearer and Myrna Loy and Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire. Jeanette MacDonald and Nelson Eddy, one can go on and on naming these gods and goddesses. And I adored them. That was when I decided I, I want to get into that, whatever they're doing up there. <laughs> That's very cool, thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming up. And I wish you well with this program and all your listeners. I wish you well, too. Thank you. Chris Serendon from The Princess Bride. I'm here at the Mad Monster Horror Show with Chris Serendon, right? Sarandon. Sarandon. Right. Chris, is there something that you really geek out about that you really, really love? Uh, gardening. Old movies, my kids, my grandchildren. That's a that's a fairly complete list. Cool. Is there anything you're working on right now that you can talk about? Uh, working on a play called Not Someone Like Me. Uh, it's a play about sexual assault on women. Uh, it's a series of five monologues uh, that a friend of mine called from uh, a, a novel, an HBO documentary, and three interviews with very specific women. Uh, and uh, we've already done it at West Virginia University, done readings of it there. Uh, we're doing it at some other schools, and we're doing it at the New York Theater Workshop uh, to benefit some rape crisis groups, and we're doing that in January and February. Um, so that's, I've been working on that for a while, and then uh, I'm doing a, a musical workshop in New York of a new play about Rachmaninoff, uh, which is being done at Lincoln Center 3. Cool. 
And is there somewhere where people can find all the information about on that stuff? Like, do you have a website where everything's located? I don't have a website. I'm not terribly <laughs> well right. connected on the internet. I don't do Facebook. I don't do uh, um, Twitter. I'm uh, I'm not an Instagrammer. Um, I'm a relatively ancient fellow when it comes to that. I email, I do all sorts of stuff, but I'm not, no, I don't. That's okay. I'll find it and get some links up for them. Cool. Well, thanks a lot. I really appreciate this. Sure thing. My pleasure. Now, here's a real treat for you. Do you guys remember Die Hard 2? The guy in the airport who was running the, I think he ran the security in the airport. Well, the actor who played that part was Mr. Art Evans. Now, I was coming out by the elevators, and he was just kind of wandering around there, and I walked up and just said, Mr. Evans, may I have a moment of your time? And he said, sure thing, I was just about to get some lunch. So, here we are with Art Evans picking out his lunch. I'm here with Art Evans. What do you geek out about? That's an interesting question. I, I geek out about the fact that I don't know what the hell a geek out is. And so I geek out, like walk between elevators all day. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you love? What are you into? What do you, what do you, when you go home and you want to relax and you want to do something, what do you do? I play flamenco guitar. Oh, that's awesome. And I uh, also like working on my book, my second book. What's that called? What are you working on? I'm working on Book of Poetry. And it's interesting... When you do a book, the, the, it's like, what do you name it, you know? I thought it was just, you write the book and that's it, but... Did you come up with a name yet? Not yet. Not yet? Where can we find out about it? I mean, you're going to put the it on my... book is called These Poets Here, written by myself and, and uh, Kathleen and, and, and another uh, young lady. And um, our children were small then. When we were we were young parents then, this is my second book alone. What'd you get there? Nice egg salad sandwich. Yeah, I got an egg salad sandwich, and I'm, I, I was, you know, I'm just I'm famished, you know. <laughs> it's been a long day, huh? It, yeah, and it just started, basically, to take the truth. Yeah, you know, I, I like food too. I'm a big uh, breakfast cereal fan. You know, when I was growing up, I used to always watch all the old cartoons and read comic books while I was eating my breakfast cereal. Do you like cereal? Unfortunately, I do. It's specific ones, certain ones now. But I started back the killer cereal where they made it all sh- sugar and you could add sugar and you could <laughs> add sugar to it. And then uh, they started making cereal with sugar. And that's when, that's when I really got messed up. Yeah, I always liked like Booberry and Frankenberry. Do you remember those? Yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Yeah, that was some good stuff. But grape nuts have changed now and so have Sweeties. Yeah. So it's a whole different ball game. Oh, white bread. I don't usually eat white bread. I'm almost embarrassed to be eating white bread, but it's the only one that had tuna. Yeah, you sometimes don't have much of a choice when you go to these little deli things, right? Sometimes. <laughs> well, hey, Mr. Evans, thank you very much for your time, all right? You're welcome. I appreciate well, I hope it. hope that was an all right. Oh, it's a great, man. I appreciate meeting you. Oh, okay. Thanks for coming out. You're welcome. And lastly, let's run on over to our hero. Great man himself, Rowdy Roddy Piper, from the WWF in one of my personal favorite movies, They Live. Now, if you guys haven't seen They Live, you have to rush on out and check this film out. It is an amazing movie. I put it right up there with Big Trouble in Little China. You know, all these other great, I guess you could call them B-films, but man, kind of B-slash-mainstream films, right? I don't know. They're kind of cult classics, cult favorites, but... 
They Live is an incredible movie. You totally got to go check it out. And here's Rowdy Roddy Piper. I'm here with Rowdy Roddy Piper, WWF fame. And Rowdy, what do you geek out about? Oof, I like to play the piano. Uh, geek out, holy cow. That's a stretch for me. <laughs> what do you uh, know? What what do do? No, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, my children. Uh, I like music a lot. I like to shoot and blow up things a lot. I like that. Um, and I like poetry. I like uh, gentle little people, too. Um, and I like to kill things. Other than that, have a nice day. That's awesome, man. Hey, thanks a lot. All right, Jen. I really appreciate the I tried opportunity. Hard. <laughs> that about wraps it up for today's show. Hope you enjoyed all those little brief interviews we did. And I want to give a thanks to Joe Mo over at Mad Monster Shadow over Seattle. Thank you for bringing all these great this great talent to Seattle. Really appreciate it. Look forward to the next one. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show. We have new episodes every Friday. Interviews and other cool stuff go up on Tuesdays when we have them. You can find us at superawesomegeekshow.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. We're on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. We have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash superawesomegeekshow. All your pledges help, and we really appreciate the support. If you'd like to participate and or be on the show, just email me, john at mileage.net. Well, from all of us hosts, we'd like to thank you for listening. Hope you have a good week, and join us next time on the Super Awesome Geek Show! See you later, everyone.